Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. Well, let's go ahead and pray, shall we? We're going to go ahead and pray here, and then as soon as we're done with the message, what we will do is we will transition into baptism today. Hallelujah. People are getting baptized today, baptized in the body of Christ. That's a good thing, isn't it? Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time, and Lord, we ask you just to continually move upon us today with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I pray, God, that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Give us a heart to perceive. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we have been going off of the scripture, Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. We have shared that there is two towers that are being built today, that there is the tower of the Lord, which is a strong tower, which we want to run into. There is also the tower of Babel. Look at your neighbor and say, there's Babel. Babel's when you talk to your neighbor and they're like, nothing's really being said. You ever had that? You're just babbling. That's where the word comes from. So babbling means literally just to begin to talk without any understanding. And so what happens is there's a tower, the strong tower of God, and then there's a tower of Babel, which is when they build it, according to Genesis chapter 9, they said that we will do this. We will ascend. We will, we will, we will, we will. And it's all about pride. It's all about self. And when we have that kind of understanding, what begins to take place is we are now building unto ourselves a monument that's really kind of self-centered. Look at your neighbor and say, we all have the spoiled two-year-old. We all have the spoiled toddler inside of us, right? I mean, you ever go and you want something really bad, they don't have it, and you're kind of disappointed really bad? Like maybe you want to go somewhere and eat I don't know. Maybe, I mean, we talked to, I talked about Dairy Queen earlier. Maybe you want to go to Dairy Queen and have a Snickers blizzard with extra Snickers, but they're out of Snickers. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, right? What happens? A spoiled two-year-old's kind of like, man, I wish they would have had that. You're kind of, ah, oh, right? We all have the spoiled two-year-old, but what happens is when we run into the name of the Lord, we actually are now in a place where we are beginning to walk in His truth and we are doing things according to His way, which is what we want to do today. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning, um, of course, it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all of you fantastic women in this room, spiritual mothers, natural mothers. So um, part of stepping into the strong tower is embracing who God created us to be and the nature that he has put within us. Genesis 1, 27 and 28 says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. It is an honor to be made a woman. Okay, It is an honor to be a woman because that is exactly how God created us to be as women. And um, one of the, the awesome things that he put inside of us was to be nurturing. We're naturally nurturing. And, and I looked that word up because I always thought nurturing just meant caring or loving, but it's a little bit more than that. Nurturing is the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. So it is naturally inside of us to build up others. And where does the enemy attack women a lot of time in that area? We get together, and then we're like, oh, dear, 
about so-and-so. And then we get to the gossiping and the slandering and the, and the stuff like that. But that goes against our very nature. That's back over there in the Tower of Babel. We're building the strong tower. We want to walk in the nature that God put inside of us. Um, the scripture that the Lord really started speaking to me about this was Titus chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 5. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women, the mature women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. That's nurturing. That's building up the next generation underneath of you. And, and it says older women there, but it means mature women. So each of us are mature in our own ways. My daughter Hannah, she is, has maturity in her own ways. She's 15 years old, but the Lord has given her a heart for the generation below her. So she has that nurturing within her, and she can even begin now as a 15-year-old to nurture and bring up that, that generation underneath of them, teaching them to be discreet, how to do these things. So I wanted to just break down a little bit that scripture. Um, reverent in behavior. That doesn't mean... I think sometimes we just get kind of a bad image of, you know, I have to be the good little girl and sit on the front row, and, and, and that's, that's kind of just like this image that the world gives us of how women are supposed to be. We're allowed to be strong. We're allowed to be strong. And um, reverent in behavior means honoring one another by not slandering and gossiping, but build building others up instead of tearing them down with our words. The Bible says that power and death are in the life of the tongue. And we need to use our words. We need to be building. And that, that's reverent behavior. That's honoring one another. That's in our nature to do that. We have nature. When we were born again, when the Holy Spirit came inside of us, God's nature came inside of us. So when we're not doing these things, we're, we're going against the very nature that is inside of us. So it says, teaching good things to those who are younger, how to be discreet. And discreet means sober, temperate, of a sound mind, and self-controlled. The, wor the world, our culture, is selling us a bill of goods. It really is. Like... I am not um, downgrading or downplaying or, or coming against mental health issues because they are very real and, and, and it's a crisis in our country right now, but I will say that the world is telling us that we need to focus on that trauma that happened in our life. We, have to, we need to focus on those emotions. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. The Bible tells us that we need to um, meditate on those things which are good and holy and pure and right. 
trauma is not good and holy and pure and right. <laughs> and it just keeps us in a place where our focus is not on the Lord. Our focus is not on building ourselves up or building others up into that strong tower. It's keeping us in a place of defeat. God didn't come for us to be defeated. God didn't come for us to live in this place of, of anguish and torment. He came so we could have life and life more abundantly. We have to step into that. And we have to teach the younger generation, those underneath of us, how to do that. We focus on the word of God. We speak the word of God over ourselves and over those under, uh, those under us, the younger ones. We have to speak life to them. The word chaste, meaning innocent. So we have to teach them to be aware of the things they are watching and reading and listening to. There's another bill of goods that the world is selling us. Because all of the images, we have to be careful what we're letting into our minds, what we're let, uh, the music that you listen to, the things that you're reading, the things that you're focusing on. Sometimes you just got to shut the news off. Sometimes you just got to say, go away, Facebook, because you're full of all kinds of stuff that is not good for you. So you have to be careful, and we have to teach our kids. That stuff that on, on Facebook, it's not real. It's not real. Everybody looks all happy on Facebook, right? Everybody smiles, takes a little selfie. I can't take selfies, but other people do a great job at it. But they're living this fake life on Facebook of, and other social media outlets. We just um, recently, in our family, we did away with, with some of the things we were watching, like TikTok. We're just like, you know, there's nothing good on this. And we had our kids delete it from their phones. We deleted it from their phones. I know Pastor Dean has deleted now all of his social media. He's still on there, but it's not run by him anymore. <laughs> so, um, but you have to be careful what you're letting into your minds. What you're, what you're allowing to even just come into your home because there's defilement. Those things defile us. That's not the victory that Jesus gave us. That is not the life that he provided for us. He died on the cross so that we could come before him and present, be presented as a holy bride clean without spot or wrinkle it takes his blood to do that but we have to come into agreement with that and say i'm going to choose not to let these things in my home let these things in my mind let these things in my eyes let these things in my ears and, and we have a responsibility to the generation under us to say there's a better way for you you don't have to struggle and fight there's a better way for you how many of you know that it's easier to be in a place of victory and stay in a place of victory than to get knocked down and try to regain the victory? Our kids are already walking in victory. They're innocent. We need to help them maintain the victory as they grow and they get older by teaching them what the Lord has done for them, teaching them about the nature that is inside of them, 
teaching them, helping to protect their eyes and their ears and their minds because the enemy is after this next generation. It says teaching them to be homemakers. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a career or a job or anything like that. That means to watch over our homes. As women, that's one of our responsibilities is to watch over our homes. Like I said, paying attention to what's coming into our homes. What are we allowing to come into our homes? Because we have authority there. And we can, we can take authority over what comes in, and we need to get rid of some of those things in our homes. Because the enemy would just really, he is trying to break down the foundation of, of the home, the foundation of a man and a wife coming in union and um, being obedient to their husbands which simply means submitted, okay? Ephesians 5, and, and you can read through that in Ephesians 5, verses 21 um, down through 33. It talks about husbands and wife, wives being submitted one to another. I'm submitted to him. He submitted to me. The Lord set it up to where the man is, is head of the home. I'm submitted underneath of him. But in the same sense, the word says that he gives his life for me, just as Christ gave his life for the church. So he's not, you know, being a bully, because that's certainly not what Christ did, right? That's right. So we're submitted one to another. So ladies, don't be afraid of the word submit. It's not, um, it's not a bad word. <laughs> One of the things that uh, I would add to this is that as we, as ladies, as you're moving forward in the things of God, the, 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 the world is changing. Our, our world's changing so rapidly, so fast. And what we're seeing is we're seeing the, the places that God had ordained and set in, in motion for not only for men, but for women. Those roles are trying to be marred and are trying to be skewed and are trying to be twisted. And what happens is the Bible talks about in Genesis that, that um, God spoke to Eve and he said that your desire would be to rule over the man or to, to, your desire would be for the man, but the man would rule over you. And one of the things about it is that, is that when we understand that what's happening in the world is that the, there is such a, the enemy is trying to create this thing right now where it's causing the, the, the fight and the rift within the body of Christ, because what happens is, unfortunately, is that in the body of Christ, we have so many people who, who say, well, he's not spiritual, or he's not spiritual, or we say, well, she's this or she's that, and the reality is, is that, again, we're building tower versus tower. We're looking at the Tower of Babel. Well, as a husband, I'm to come, and I'm to help, and I'm to nurture her. As a wife, she's to help, and she's to, to nurture me. She's to take care of me, and I'm to take care of her, but in doing so, just as Jesus, as she said, gave his life for the church, so we literally are giving our lives for one another because there's a sacrifice in the submission and there's a sacrifice in the giving of myself for her. 
And in doing so, we are giving to, so that what happens is Christ would be exalted because he made both male and female. He made us both so that what happens is when we come together in unity, we are literally then representing Christ in the church. And that's what God wants for us, for, the, for us of the church. Our, our, our roles and our perspective uh, uh, genders should represent, uh, the, should represent what Jesus has. Mothers, you should absolutely represent everything that Jesus has, has called you to be as a mother because it's, it's who you're created to be. Fathers, we are created to be fathers. We're created to be men. I, I joked about this a while back, but and this is Mother's Day. Praise the Lord. Happy Mother's Day. But men should be men. Right? Men should be men. That's one of the... Women should be women. Men should be men. There's no confusion here. Prophecies in the plumbing. Right? Hallelujah. So, will you know what you are by what you have? Amen? And if you know what you are by what you have, then you also understand by your design, there's a certain role that we are to play. We have to understand this, and we're to step on into this. We are to be how God created us to be. And one of the worst things that I've seen happen is that the enemy has tried to tell mothers that you're not doing a good job because of the way the kids are. Let me tell you something. The world is going after your kids Ladies, when you hit your knees and begin to call on the name of the Lord, I'll tell you what, there is a mama bear inside of you that when you start to release the name of the Lord in prayer, it will absolutely shake hell to its foundations. And it will absolutely cause the enemy to shudder when you really begin to call on his name and you begin to say, no, that my child belongs to you, Lord. My child belongs to you. I don't care how, to, what big, how big of a knucklehead they are. How many of y'all know that at times as children we were the knuckleheads? Some of us caused our parents to pray a little more than they really wanted to. But praise God, it deepened their walk with the Lord, right? So what happens is this, is that we understand that we are called by the name of the Lord in, in, in our perspective genders. And, and as mothers for women, as fathers for men, we're called to stand in this place. So let's step on in and be everything he created us to be. Ladies, I'm telling you, when you begin to pray, life and death, just as Becky said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And as you continually pray, as you continually call on the name of the Lord, as you continually speak those things that are not as though they were, what's going to happen is God will move heaven and earth for you. Because there's a gift of faith. I joke about this a lot, but there's a gift of faith and there's mama bear faith. Mama bear faith says, I'm going to tear up anything that comes near my children. Right? Can I tell you a real quick story? This is about Becky. Okay? She doesn't know what she is. So there was a, there was, we, we used to live in a different town than we live in now. And this boy uh, got really mad at our daughter, right? And he came over to our house and he knocked on the door and wanted to know where our daughter was at. And, he's, and, and Becky's like, why? And he had a bat in his hand, a baseball bat. And he said, because I'm mad at her, and he started to tell Becky what he was going to do to our daughter. Now, Becky is usually reserved, kind of introverted, and kind of quiet. But at this point in time, she was not. (laughs) That boy went back across our yard faster than I'd ever seen a boy move. I didn't even have a chance for let the papa bear come out, because mama bear was already on it. (laughs) Amen? So... What am I saying? Why am I saying that for? Because, ladies, you have that in you. It's not just in Becky, it's in all of you. Amen. Go on. 
So Proverbs 31, I'll be honest, Proverbs 31 used to kind of scare me a little bit because I was like, wow, I'll never measure up to that. I'll never, she does a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. But what the Lord has shown me over the years is that it comes easy as you just submit to him because it truly is just showing the nature of Christ um, and allowing him to work through us um, because this woman, and it, and it starts at verse 10, she has wisdom. Where does our wisdom come from? The Holy Spirit. We don't have to have it all together. He has it all together. He has it all together, and that's where my strength comes from, and that's where my wisdom comes from. So I don't have to worry about having it all together and knowing exactly what to do and exactly what to say because he promised he would give me the words. He promised that he would be my helper and my guide and my wisdom. So I just want to read this, um, and again, it's ch- uh, Proverbs 31, chapter 10, or yeah, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She does what it takes to get the job done. She does what it takes. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She's watching over her household. She considers a field and buys it. How many of you ladies go into Walmart and you like, you're buying soap like body wash and you're flipping open all the lids and smelling this one. You flip a lid and you're smelling this one. You're considering the fields. It's biblical. You're welcome. I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) From her prophets, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household for her household is clothed clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own, work, and let her own works praise her in the gates. The wisdom, the, the, um, the wisdom, it all comes just by yielding to the Holy Spirit. 
you're doing a good job. Ladies, you're doing a good job. Don't let the enemy come in and tell you otherwise. Your job is just to submit your life to the Lord and be obedient to what he has for you. The word says his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If when we yield ourselves to what the Lord has for us, his will for us, and we're obedient in that, he makes it easy. He makes it easy. Sometimes it's scary, and sometimes you have to do it afraid, but he makes it easy. Amen. Amen. The Lord continues to show himself strong in, in, in you, ladies, because what happens is he actually... Uh, has you to build up. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. You can run into the name of the Lord in all, every situation and in all circumstances with your family, with your children, with your husband. It doesn't matter. You can run into the name of the Lord, and His name is that strong tower for us. He's, his name is a strong tower for you. His name is a strong tower for us men. His name is a strong tower because when we do this, we're doing things according to His way. And this is what he wants more than anything in this time. The, the way that the world is going and what's going on with the trajectory of, of, of the, the, the fight over the genders and everything that's going on right now. Folks, it's not that we don't need to pay attention to it. We do. But don't let that be the thing that consumes us. Realize that how God created us, we need to stay focused on him and allow him to continually lead us in victory. Amen. Because if you get confused and you start focusing on many different things, you'll begin to hear many different voices. And all of a sudden you lose purpose because you lose the design that God created you to be. And you find yourself in another purpose that really isn't ours to, be, to begin with. So am I saying we shouldn't deal with it? No, we should. But I'm saying it comes secondary to our relationship with Jesus. Out of our relationship with Jesus comes everything else. Out of our relationship with Jesus comes the understanding of who he is. Out of our relationship, ladies, is where you can stand in confidence, where you begin to stand, men, where we begin to stand, and we begin to say, no, there's no one else like our God. There's no one else in the way that he created us. He created us this way. He created you your way, created me my way, created Becky her way. He created us all. So when we stand in that and we stand on the word of God, we know that when we declare and we pray and God and, and, and we ask of the Lord in his name, we know he hears us. We know our children, though they may run, listen, your kids can be older. Your kids can be, you know, older in life. You can be older in life. Your kids can be younger. It doesn't matter. It's a matter of us continuing to pray. I have, I have children that I'm praying for, right? I have children that I'm praying for. I have children that I'm believing for. I have children that I'm standing on scripture and, and just declaring. Becky does too. We both do. And so when we stand and we believe and we pray together, God moves. And we want you to understand today, just as Becky said, ladies, you're doing a wonderful job. And we want you to walk away confident because God hears you. He knows you. And he is proud of you. That's how God designed us. That's how he designed you. Men, we are designed in a specifically different way, but yet specific to his creation, his purpose, and his destiny. We'll talk about that next month. How's that? So you've got to come back next month. <laughs> hopefully come back in between now and then too but but the lord he wants us to understand that you know we want to build up each other but we want to build you up today ladies god is continuing to show himself strong to you you've done a good job and though you may say well i'm still fighting the fight 
Continue to fight the good fight. Continue to fight the good fight. Continue to speak over your children. Continue to declare truth. And listen, don't look to the past. The past will only speak of, 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 of what the enemy has done in your past. But if you look at the past of what God has done, you want to celebrate on the testimonies. Because the only, anything we are, I joke about this all the time, but it's true. I say, if it's bad, it's me. If it's good, it's God, right? Well, if it's bad, it's me. If it's good, it's God. So I'm not going to look to that bad stuff, right? Anybody ever have those times where you're like, you wish you wouldn't have done something and you think about it and it brings you the same embarrassment you had that very moment that you realized you did it wrong? Okay? So we're going to think on the good stuff. Look at what God did, right? Look at what he's done. Not that I'm, I'm ignoring this or I'm, 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 I'm trying to hide from it. I'm not. I'm acknowledging it, but I'm, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on what God's done. Ladies, focus on what God's done. He's going to continue to lead you into truth and lead you into victory. Amen? You have anything else? All right. Well, let's go ahead and stand to our feet. If you were getting baptized, we wanted you to go ahead. Jason, if you would go ahead and let the teens know. We have a couple teens, a couple kids. Let's go ahead and let them know they need to go ahead and get changed. If you're in here and you, you're going to get baptized, please go ahead. And at this time, go ahead and get changed. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? He's faithful and he's true. You want to pray us out? I know you shut that off, but you want to pray us out? Hallelujah. That was really good. <laughs> thank you, media team. That was awesome. Well, Father, we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you for each and every woman that you have put into this place, Lord God. We just thank you just for a special blessing upon them this morning, Lord God. Just as Jonathan said this morning, may they be filled with that joy overflowing. May they walk away encouraged knowing that you're with them. You're with them in the struggles. You're with them in the fire. You're with them always, no matter the circumstances, Lord. We thank you that you lead us into victory, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you for leading and guiding us giving us wisdom. And Father, we just we just declare peace over our hearts. Peace over our homes. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I know some people may need to leave, so if you need to leave, we thank you for coming. God bless you. But for those who are getting baptized, we're going to go ahead and just take a few minutes here and just wait on them. And um, we'll go ahead and get started here directly. Also, ladies, if you do have to leave, um, outside there's a table with some flowers. Please grab a flower. That is our gift to you today. Um, so please grab a, a pot of flower out there as you, as you go. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.